0: We hope you're enjoying the Mutual Audio Network. Stick around, there's much more to come.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13,
2: suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied
3: with an adult.
0: At the moment of our death, we are set upon the path that leads us to our final destination. For some, this path leads into the light. But for the wretched souls who descend down into the darkness, their path leads them here. The Grist Mill Bye. <laughs> Story, Bluebeard's Door. I am Inspector 12, and this is The Gristman.
4: Okay, Dad. Okay. Sure, I promise. I said I promise, so I promise. We'll be there as soon as we can. Yes. Yes! All
1: right. Goodbye. That sounded important. Why does your father need to be bothering us at 8 o'clock in the morning?
4: I don't know Raymond. He wouldn't tell me on the phone. He just made me promise we'd stop by today.
1: Today? Don, this is my first day off from the university in almost three weeks. Can't you call him back and tell him we have plans?
4: Plans? Your plans were to read the newspaper and watch the Cubs' doubleheader.
1: And relax. That's what today is supposed to be for. I was supposed to relax. I've been killing myself at work getting the new folklore studies ready to be added to the fall curriculum...
4: I know, honey, but you know how Dad can be. He's so, so.
1: Overbearing?
4: I was thinking more along the lines of insistent.
1: Seriously now, call him back and tell him we have plans today.
4: I can't. I promised. Besides, he especially wants you there.
1: Me? Why?
4: I told you he wouldn't tell me anything over the phone. He just wants us there, especially you, and he wants us to use the back entrance.
1: The back entrance? What for?
4: There's only one way to find out. Go take your shower and let's get going.
1: Okay, we're at your father's back door. We see what he wants to show us, then we leave, right?
4: Raymond, you have to get over this fear you have of my father. He's not an ogre. Are you sure? You're not funny.
1: I wasn't trying to be. Why don't you go ahead and knock on the door?
4: You be nice. I'm
2: always nice.
4: I mean it, Raymond. If you cause trouble...
2: Dawn! Glad you're here. Andre. you're going to love what I have to show you. You really are.
1: Don told me you especially wanted me to be here?
2: Absolutely true, Ray. This is definitely something you'll be excited about, and I'll tell you. Well, no sense standing around out here. Come on in. The two of you are probably wondering why all the cloak and dagger stuff.
4: Well, you are being a little more mysterious than usual, Dad.
2: Uh, trust me, honey. It's for a good reason. What is it? What do you want us to see? Patience, Ray. Patience, All in good
1: time. But you wanted us to hurry.
4: I think what Raymond is trying to say is he's as eager to see what you have as you are to show him.
1: Yeah, that's all I meant.
2: Well, uh, all right then, but uh, follow me this way.
4: What did I just tell you outside?
1: He's calling me Ray again. He knows I hate that.
4: Just ignore it. He's trying to do something nice by including you in this. Including me in
1: what? I don't have a clue as to what's going on.
2: If you two will stop arguing and follow me into the study, I'll explain everything.
3: Wow.
1: Your old man's study. We've never been invited in here. Look at all this stuff. I had no idea your father was so interested in the occult.
4: This stuff always gave me the creeps as a little girl. He was always picking up books on ghosts or witches or bizarre legends. My mom hated this stuff when she was
1: alive. He must have over 500 books in here, all on the supernatural. He has the beginning of a wonderful library in here.
4: Raymond, please, don't encourage him. This kind of thing isn't healthy.
1: Why? There's nothing here that can hurt anyone. It's like I tell my students, as long as you don't believe it can have an effect on you, the supernatural can't hurt you. This stuff is all legend and superstition. That's exactly how I tried to explain things to
2: Dawn's mother. Oh, hey, I brought us some refreshments. I have some iced tea and chocolate chip cookies. Sorry, they're store-bought and the tea is instant, but, well, my wife was the one with the kitchen talents.
4: You do fine, Dad. Don't put yourself down.
1: Hmm. These are very good. They're just like my mom used to make.
4: Dad, really? What did you call us over here to see?
2: Now, please, Don, allow your old man some fun. This is wonderful news for me.
4: All right, Dad.
2: As you know, last year has been hard on me since your mother was taken by cancer. I appreciate the attention you, both of you, gave me during that time, but... But I was still lonely. A big void was left in my life when your mother died, and I needed something to fill that void.
4: Oh, my God, you're getting married, aren't you? (laughs) Oh,
2: no, sweetheart, no, no. I'm not getting married. No matter how long I live, I'll never do that again.
4: But I thought you loved Mom.
2: Of course I did, Dawn. I loved her very much, but, but you knew her. She could be a little, well, uh, controlling at times, and uh, we shared some interests. The theater, nature walks, but there was no way I could interest her in the occult. Dad, you're not planning to start that
4: up again. It's bad enough you've already brought some of these trinkets into the house. But are you really planning to travel the world and visit Stonehenge and Lourdes and the Bermuda Triangle?
2: Don, I'm much too old to go (sighs) globetrotting.
4: Well, that's a relief.
2: Instead, as you've already observed, I've decided to bring the occult here.
4: What? What are you talking about?
2: (laughs) Sometimes, Don, you really remind me of your mother.
4: What do you mean?
2: She never really understood me. I'm talking about starting a collection. I have a great many years left in me and I want to do something that will leave a mark on this old world. I'm going to put together one of the greatest collections of occult memorabilia, and when I die, it'll go to a university. That's a
1: wonderful idea.
4: Raymond, how can you agree with this? This supernatural stuff bothered my mother. She couldn't sleep with any of it under her roof. It bothers me just knowing it's
1: here. Don, it's something your father's interested in, and I think it's great that he wants to devote his time and energy to it.
4: Dad, I'm begging you to reconsider. How's it going to look to the neighbors, to your friends? You'll be the old kook who believes in UFOs and crop circles. Is that what you want?
2: Calm down, honey. It's not going to be like that at all. I'm going to create the collection, and when I go to join your mother, I'll have a legacy to leave.
4: I thought I was your legacy.
1: Don, try to be happy for your father. Remember how worried you were about him when your mom died? Look at how happy this is making him. sir. I'm happy for you. Anything I can do to help, don't hesitate to call.
2: I thought you'd feel that way, Ray. Now, are you ready for the surprise?
4: You mean this news wasn't it?
2: Far from it, honey. If the two of you will follow me to the front parlor, I'll show you the first major piece of my collection. Well... This is it. This is the reason I didn't want you to come in the front door.
4: A
1: door? It's not just any door, Don. Is this what I think it is?
2: I thought you'd recognize it, Ray.
4: All I see is a door, a big wooden door.
1: Don, this is Bluebeard's door.
4: Bluebeard? Who was he? Some kind of pirate?
1: Bluebeard was a powerful landowner in France. He owned a castle, but he was kind of a miser. He didn't like to share anything. He also had a little problem with keeping his wives alive.
2: What are you
4: talking about?
2: Bluebeard enjoyed his power as a lord and landowner. He was also a sadist, and he enjoyed testing his wives. He told them that they could go anywhere in the castle except behind a certain door, this door.
4: If he didn't want his wives to look behind this door, why didn't he just keep it locked?
2: He did. He also gave them a key to test them when it came to following his instructions. Each of them succumbed to temptation and looked behind the door.
4: And what if they did?
2: It would be the last
1: thing they'd ever see. What was behind the door? Nobody knows for sure, but legend says it was the heads of his former wives.
4: That's disgusting! Dad, why in God's name would you want something like that in this house?
1: It's what I'm interested in. Humor your father. I can't believe you were lucky enough to get something like this. It's cursed, you know. Cursed? Didn't you know? The legend also says Bluebeard put a curse on all of his belongings. It said that anyone who tries to take what rightfully belongs to him runs the risk of having Bluebeard's ghost come looking for it.
4: That's ridiculous.
1: It is to us. But to the thousands of people who actually
2: believe in the power of the occult, it's not. And that's what I find most interesting.
4: What are you saying? You don't believe in the stuff you want to
2: collect? Honey, there's a big difference in being gullible and being interested. Just because I find these, these uh, artifacts intriguing doesn't mean I take all of the stories surrounding them as factual.
4: Then why do you want to fill the house with these things? I mean, when it gets dark, isn't it all going to give you the creeps no matter what you believe in?
2: I haven't had the creeps since I was five years old. And there's nothing in the night that isn't there in the daytime. Besides, once this collection is complete, people will come from all over to see it. And the first thing they'll see is Bluebeard's cursed door. Imagine what else they're going to find once they enter the house.
4: Dad, this stuff really scares me. I wish you'd reconsider this collection idea.
1: Dawn, there's nothing to worry about. Your father is a grown man who wants to indulge in a hobby. Who's to say in a year or so this whole idea won't be anything more than a memory?
2: Raymond's right. You shouldn't worry.
4: I can't help but worry. Dad, it's obvious you don't know what you're doing. These artifacts, as you call them, aren't something to play with. It's one thing to have an interest. It's another thing entirely to want to bring this stuff into the house. There will be trouble.
2: Honey, honey, it's all right. Now just calm down. I won't do it. If it's going to upset you this much, I won't do it.
4: Really? Do you mean it, Dad?
2: If it means that much to you, yes, I'll stop. Now, would you have any objections to a library of occult books?
4: No. I guess that'd be okay.
2: Then that will be my legacy. But what am I going to do about this door?
4: Sell it. Better yet, burn it. If it's cursed, it should be destroyed.
1: Don, curses are nothing more than superstitions. This door can't hurt anyone. Besides, 99% of all paranormal activity can be explained.
4: Okay, But what about the last 1%?
2: You sure the two of you won't stay for dinner?
4: We can't, Dad. They're forecasting thunderstorms for this evening and I don't like to drive in the rain.
1: Then let Ray drive. You haven't driven with her in a while, have you, sir? It's all turn here, slow down, pass that idiot.
4: Stop it, I'm not that bad.
1: No, you're not. Well, sir, thanks for
2: showing me the door. Well, I've wanted to do that since you first started dating my daughter.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, we better get going.
4: I love you, Dad.
2: This house gets so quiet. I wish Don and Raymond had stayed for dinner. Would have loved some conversation over good food. Well, there's always the radio.
0: The storm currently moving into our area is reportedly bringing with it strong winds, dangerous lightning, and damaging hail. Motorists are being advised to seek shelter immediately as reports of shattered windshields and overturned semi-trailers are being left in the wake of the storm. This is a very strong system, folks. So if you don't have to travel anywhere tonight, your best bet is remain in your homes till the worst has passed. That should be sometime around midnight. We now return you to the smooth sounds of W.A.K.D.
2: Oh boy, this is gonna be a bad night. Hope Don and Raymond are okay. Maybe I'll call them just to make sure.
4: I hope Dad's okay. Maybe I should call him.
1: I'm sure he's fine. That old house of his was built to last. It can handle anything Mother Nature decides to throw at him.
4: You're right. I'm sure you're right. Still, I...
1: It's that door, isn't it? It's got you worried.
4: I can't help it, Raymond. That kind of stuff really scares me.
1: Then by all means, call him. I want you to feel at ease, but don't blame me if you feel ridiculous when you find out everything's all right.
4: I might feel ridiculous, but at least I'll feel better.
2: Hello? Hello? Operator? Hello? Huh? Looks like the phone's out. Well, I guess I'll have to wait till morning to reach Dawn. Meanwhile... Might as well gather some candles. the phone's out, power can't be far behind.
1: Were you able to get your dad on the phone?
4: No, the phone just keeps ringing and ringing. Even the answering machine doesn't pick up. I hope dad's all right.
1: I'm sure he's fine. The storm's probably knocked down a phone line along with the power lines that are down all over the place. Try them again in the morning. Let's go to bed.
4: I'm going to keep trying for a while.
1: Suit yourself. They say you shouldn't use a telephone during a lightning storm. Lightning can travel through the phone lines, you know.
4: Only you would find something else for me to worry about when I'm already concerned about my dad.
1: Hey, what a husband's for?
2: Oh, boy. Sounds like the storm's worse than the forecaster said it was going to be. Is is that the front door? Who could, uh, who could be at the door in a storm like this?
1: Dad on the phone?
4: No, it's just ringing and ringing. Not even the answering machine.
1: <sighs> the lines are probably down. Come to bed. We'll try him again in the morning. If there's still no answer, we'll drive out and see him. Okay?
4: Okay, Raymond.
2: This can't be happening! This isn't real! Who's there? Answer me! Who is there? Oh, dear God! It's the curse! It's his curse! It's his curse!
3: Let me see if I have this right. When you and your wife didn't get an answer by the phone this morning, the two of you drove here to check on your father-in-law?
1: Yes, officer. My wife wanted to drive out last night, but the storm was just too severe.
3: And you did the right thing staying home. From the look of things, I don't think there was anything you could have done. It appears he died quickly.
4: Can you tell me what may have caused his death?
3: I've seen this a few times in my career. It seems like he was scared to death. And that's actually a rarity. The face contorts, then the victim is in extreme pain. Luckily, a severe heart attack usually brings about a mercifully quick death.
1: I guess we can take some comfort in that.
3: Well, chances are, even if your father-in-law had been in the hospital when this happened, he probably wouldn't have survived.
4: But if we'd stayed for dinner, maybe, maybe...
1: Honey, the officer is right. There wasn't anything we could have done.
4: But there was something we could have done. You know that.
3: Uh, what are you talking about?
1: It's it's nothing. Just something we found when we got here.
3: Are you talking about the damage to the front door? Yes. Well, that was done by a large tree limb that had broken loose during the storm. Every time the wind blew, it slammed the limb into the door. The thing was hanging by a shred of bark and I had it pulled down before it fell on someone and had the door secured in the frame. I'm sure it sounded like a giant was banging on the front door while the storm was raging.
4: And that's what killed him.
3: What do you mean, ma'am?
4: He killed my father. He was coming back for his property.
1: Dawn, that's not true. Your father didn't believe in the legends.
4: He killed him. I know he did. He wants what's his and he won't stop until he gets it. He wants his door and he'll keep coming back until he does.
3: What are you talking about? This door? The front door?
4: It's him. He's back. It's
0: Bluebeard! Can the source of evil be an everyday object? Can a book, a chair, or a door, hold evil like a charged-up battery? Who can say? But I might suggest that you take a second look at everything around you with a careful eye. You may be surprised at what you see. Bluebeard's Door was written by Bob Medeir and starred Kimberly Forbes, Steve Vitello, Don DeMay, and Doug Weeks. Music by Hollis Higgins. Sound design by Scott Higgins. Our visit together tonight is about over, and you may consider yourself fortunate that you can leave here. Those who remain must continue to reap the bitter harvest they have sown. A task that will go on forever. Here at... The Grist Mill.
3: The traffic! The boss!
0: The baby! The baboon! That does it! A.D., take me away!
3: Lose your cares in the luxury of a warm audio drama. A.D. softens the calluses on your soul, leaving you feeling silky smooth as it lifts your spirits. The soft, luxurious, and fragrantly sonic world of audio drama. It's like no other aural experience.
0: Audio drama! I love it!
3: Pamper your soul with an audio drama. Nurture yourself in narrative. A.D. Now with Dynamic Panning Crystals. Available on the Mutual Audio Network, or wherever aural narratives are sold.